Hey guys, before we jump into today's episode of Hive Mind, we just wanted to let you know that we currently have on thebeehive.com a place for you to go fill out your Oscar ballots. Uh, you can guess and you will probably get more correct than either Eli or Meg because we are terrible at this. Uh, the people who get the most correct can win some prizes. We have some gift cards to Amazon, I think. So go on to thebeehive.com sometime this week uh, before the Oscars air and fill out your ballots, make your guesses, make your predictions, and enjoy the Oscars with us. We'll be having a few episodes about our Oscar predictions and the aftermath, at which point I'm sure we'll all be screaming at each other about how angry we are about which movies were snubbed and which one and so forth. All right. Thanks. Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I'm Meg Walter in studio with Eli McCann and joined over the phone by Shelby Hintzy. Shelby, how's it going? Hello, I'm great and very excited to talk about one of my most favorite movies of the year. Uh, Eli, I awesome. forgot to greet you. Oh, How are you? Hello, Meg. I am just fantastic now that I'm here with you and on the phone with Shelby. It's the best. Shelby, one of our favorites. One of our faves. Shelby, we would like you to tell us what you've been watching. Okay, so I texted Eli last night and he told me, I could talk about a book. Yes. And so that's what I'm going to talk about. And I have, to, I, have, wow. I have to premise this too. And Shelby, I didn't tell you this part. But so Shelby texted me and was like, is it okay if I talk about what I'm reading? And I said, yes, we love that. It's just that Meg and I are never reading. So we yeah. never have anything to I talk about. I read one book last year. <laughs> one. Anyway. Okay, so this, I, I'm like a article reader. And I'm trying really hard to read more books. So I'm doing the audible thing. Mm -hmm. um, but this is one that I was recommended on Twitter. And then I've found a ton of parallels between movies that I've been watching recently also. So mm -hmm. it's called The Season by Christian Richardson. And it's a history of the debutante tradition. Ooh, That sounds very good. And I am loving it. If you remember in Little Women, Amy's, you know, big speech, of course you remember because mm -hmm. it was the best part of the whole movie. Um, so her speech about how marriage is an economic prospect and, you know, you have choice in who you love and all that. This book really plays into that and gives a little history of, you know, from like the 1500s to now of debutantes. Mm. And... It is so interesting, the, like, economic power that these teenage girls had. Hmm. And we never talk about it that way. We talk about it as this, like, you know, silly, frilly, frivolous thing. That, But it was really, for a very long time, the way that people made, like, made and maintained their economic power. Wow. Interesting. So, I'm loving it. It's also got a lot of really weird parallels to LDS YSA words, um, <laughs> and that's kind of freaking me out a little bit. So uh, everything. But also super interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Anything else? So, 
Um, I just finished. I'm a little behind the game on this. I just finished The Politician, which I know Meg is not a fan of. Um, you know, but, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Tell me. It's not that I wasn't a fan. It was that it was kind of too much energy. <laughs> it required oh, no, too no, much of me. Watch, I could watch one episode, maybe two. Yeah. That's why it took me so long to get through. Um, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I'm like really obsessed with Ben Platt, which I should talk to my therapist about. Um, <laughs> and then I, but like aesthetically, I loved it. I loved all of their outfits and all of the sets. And that was like my favorite part of the whole thing. It does. It just, looks great. It was such a beautiful show. And I would wear every single outfit that every single character wears in that movie. Like, all of them. Hmm. Awesome. So, Good for you. But you, so and you that, ended up liking it. I did. I mean, I'm excited for the next season. And I'm like a political nerd, too. And I know that this isn't real life. Um <laughs> And I, gosh, I hope it's not real life. Um, <laughs> but I just think it's interesting. I'm excited to see this next season. I won't spoil what it's going to happen in the next one, but I think it'll be a, a fun ride. Very cool. Cool. Anything else from you, Shelby? Um, not at the moment. I'm sure I'll think of something as you guys are talking. Sure. Well, except that we should mention, Shelby, when we recorded with you last time on Hive Mind, you told us that you love uh, Madam Secretary. And so after yes. that, because Shelby and I discovered that we're the last two people in America who were not baby boomers who were watching Madam Secretary. So we... I would argue the only two. <laughs> the only two. So Shelby and I watched Madam Secretary together and we watched the last few episodes together. And so since we last recorded Madam Secretary, the series concluded... Shelby and I sat in her apartment, sobbing our eyes out. Actually, I don't think we we really cried, but we cried inside. Yeah, we didn't cry. Yeah. <laughs> we felt emotions. We felt emotions. Half the battle. We felt emotions mostly because we have we we are sharing the same boyfriend. There was one man in that show that we both had the same crush on. So that's primarily why we watched it. What a great thing to bring two people together. Yeah. <laughs> Eli, yeah, I'm like, guys, go watch it. It's so good. Yes. Start, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Start at the beginning. You can binge oh, it. It's on like, Netflix? Forget what yeah. reality, forget like what reality is right now. Yeah. Because it's bad. Yeah. And just pretend that that's real life. Yep. I'm probably not going to do that, but if anyone listening is interested, they should absolutely check that out on Netflix. Eli, tell us what you've been watching. Oh, I've so I'm trying to finish all of the movies who were nominated for Best Picture. I won't spend too much time on each of these, but I have watched many of them since we last mm -hmm. recorded. And I, we'll be doing our episode, our prediction episode next week. So save your, the majority of your yes, thoughts for that. But I will. Go on. I'm going to give you a thumbs up and thumbs down on what I've seen. Okay. Um, so I saw The Joker. Um, it's fine. It, honestly, I think people are a little bit overreacting to how mad they are about the Joker. And I think if this movie came out 15 years ago, we all would have been like, it's beautiful. It's a masterpiece, yada, yada, yada. Sure. It's just totally tone deaf to release it now. And I finished it and I was just like that. Like it was a film that didn't need to be made. And I hope that it just kind of goes away. Um, 
Little Women, which I think is a perfect film, uh, and I will watch a thousand more times throughout the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I think everyone in it is perfect. And Meg, I was a little bit thinking about when you and I talked about it, and you thought that Laura Dern was kind of an odd casting choice. Yeah. And I was a little bit curious about that because I thought she was really good in this. Well, we'll save it. Okay. All right. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I was a little bored with. Sure. Did you, uh, where did you watch it? At home. Did you take breaks? Um, yes. I think, I think it's a one, I think it's like the Irishman. You watch it in one viewing oh, or you yeah. don't watch it. Yeah. Well, and I also kind of decided that I'm maybe not a huge Leonardo DiCaprio fan. I can't, that's. I know. It's I a hot just, pick. You can't say that. I feel the in same. In America in 2020. I know. I feel the same way about him as I feel about Reese Witherspoon, which is that he's <sighs> like 200% all the time. And it's just not for me. I know. I did. So I, I just on board with you until the Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> <laughs> I occasionally, oh, I occasionally really like Reese Witherspoon, but not all the time. Um, Nineteen Seventeen, which is an absolute masterpiece. Okay, I, I wouldn't go that far, but go no, on. No, I think Nineteen Seventeen is an absolute masterpiece. I was blown away by how good it was. Okay. What? Again, we'll get into this later. I think it's a good movie. I think it's a great movie. I think it's really fun to watch. As far as war movies go, it's definitely one of the better ones I've seen. Eh. I like. I haven't thought about it at all. This. Oh my gosh! So I saw it on Saturday night, so forty-eight hours ago, and I cannot stop thinking about it. And last night I went and saw Parasite, and while I was watching Parasite, I kept having to tell myself to stop thinking about nineteen seventeen and focus on Parasite. Like I just couldn't get it out of my mind. I thought. 1917, the cinematography is breathtaking. And I just, I was like sweaty by the end of it and just exhausted from like watching this thing happen. Yeah. Um, I think it's the best war film I've ever seen. And I recently watched Saving Private Ryan and still think that. Um, and then Parasite, which is a really good film and so stressful. And I will never watch it again. And it has made me very sad all day today. Sure. So, <laughs> Shelby, we cut yeah. you off. You were saying something. Oh, I was going to say, I keep trying to go see 1917, and then I, like, last week was super anxious, and I was like, maybe not a good idea. (laughs) So hearing that you were, like, sweating by the end of it is very validating. We went and saw Little Women instead for the second time. Good. And and that was a much better choice for the the hormones in my body. Good. I'm I'm glad you made that choice. Yeah. Meg, what have you been watching? Yeah. Um, The Circle which is on Netflix, and it's a reality series about people who all live in the same apartment complex and are communicating only through a made-up social network called The Circle. It is awful, mm-hmm. and I love it. It's it, it's a reality? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Real bad. Like, half the people are catfishing everyone, what? convincingly uh-huh. or not convincingly, and then, like, other half of the people are like just dumb humans who have agreed to be on this show and live in an apartment alone for a month and talk only to their computer. And because it's a show, they need to have these people speaking instead of just typing all day. So they say, hey, Circle, please open messages for Ladarin. And then they like message Ladarin and mm-hmm. then Ladarin, you know, responds. And you're like watching these people read each other's messages back and forth. And you're like, man, these people are pathetic. And then you're like, wait. I'm the person at home watching, watching these them. people talk to their computer and message other people. <laughs> and I love it. Um, I am gearing up for the housewives to come to Salt Lake City. So I am doing yeah. my research. And I started today the Real Housewives of Orange County. And I am 
sold on this franchise. First episode, right out the gate, wildest thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. This one woman, she talks about how she married her husband because he and his mother determined that she had the correct genetics. (laughs) Oh, no. It sounds like this season, the history of the debutante. Yes, yes, exactly. Skyler, Skyler and I ran into the filming. Over you the did weekend. where? It was at this uh, at a restaurant at Gateway. Skyler had like a big classing, and they were filming a restaurant there. at Gateway. Are there mm-hmm. restaurants at Gateway anymore? Yeah, <laughs> wow. kind of. Uh, they were at Lil John's forty forty ninth birthday party. Lil mm. John is forty nine. Okay, shocking. Yeah. Uh, anyway, diving into the Real Housewives, enjoying it very much. Um, I started Aquafina. Sorry, go ahead, Shelby. Okay, I gotta say, you gotta watch um, New York. The Real Housewives of New York is my favorite. Okay, good to um, know. My my mom is like a big. She watches all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like you know, jump in when she's when I'm home or she's here, kind of thing. And New York is just the best, and especially the earlier seasons with Bethany Frankel. Oh, sure. Yeah, like, Bethany Frankel, I think, is a standout. Uh, beside Lisa Vanderpump, right? Like, those are the ones that right, have made real right. careers out of this. Um, and I, too, have been catching up. I have only the Joker left to watch. I went and saw 1917. I went and saw Ford versus Ferrari. Um, I liked Ford versus Ferrari. It was fun. Okay. It was a dad movie. It was a good time. It's not Best Picture, but we'll get more into that later. And then we all watched Troop Zero, an mm-hmm. Amazon Studios film now available on Amazon Prime Video. Mm-hmm. Shelby's suggestion. So, Shelby, why don't you yeah. we start with you? Tell us your thoughts on this movie, why you liked it, why you didn't like it, so on and so forth. Um, so I saw this last year at Sundance. Um, I'm going to be one of those snotty people that's like, mm-hmm. I saw it at Sundance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went in just knowing... You don't know a lot about most Sundance movies when you get the tickets. Right. Um, I knew Viola Davis and Allison Janney were in it, mm-hmm. and it was set in the 70s in the South. So I was totally on board <laughs> with just knowing that. Yeah. Um, and then I went with my mom, and we both, like, cried through basically the last half of it. <laughs> um I just thought it was, it was just fun. It was a delightful movie. I love, like, weird kids, but they weren't obnoxious. I really felt endeared towards the kids, because sometimes kids in movies I think are annoying, and these kids were weird and different, but they had endearing personalities, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, And then I just loved, I love anything in the South as well, in the 70s, 60s and 70s, um, the aesthetics, and I uh, love all of that. Yeah, Shelby, why so, didn't you explain for us more, what this movie is? Kind of a rough outline uh, of the plot. That would be helpful. <laughs> that would be helpful, huh? <laughs> um, okay, so it is a kind of a, it's called a birdie scouts troop. Um, so not a girl scouts troop, but very similar. There's a girl, her name is Christmas. Right? Yeah. I watched it a few days ago again, and now I can't remember everything. Um, Christmas, she's kind of a uh, quirky girl who loves space because she believes her mom, who has passed away, is up in the stars. She's stardust now, looking down at them. So she's obsessed with space and learning about space. And NASA comes to town and says, we're doing this uh, competition. So whoever wins 
at the Birdie Scouts Jamboree will get to send their voice up into space. They're sending out a satellite that will have recordings of people from Earth hoping to, if there's life out there, they'll find it. So they, so she decides she wants to do that. So she puts together this Birdie Scout troop, and it's just all of the misfits in their town. And it's just them trying to be able to get to the Jamboree and then go into Jamboree and trying to win this opportunity to put their voices into space. And, yeah, it's got a, it's uh, it's, got a it's very delightful. it's got a very Troop Beverly Hills vibe to it. Um, if right, anybody's like a poor tr- Troop Beverly Hills, yeah, be- but like before, yes, yeah, so poor Troop Beverly Hills in the seventies. You kind of you've kind of got that vibe of if a group of misfit girls who are being secluded or outcast from this general organization got together, got a den mother of sorts who is also kind of an outcast of the organization, and they just try to like figure out their way and learn something along the way and blah 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 blah. So it's got that very feel good feel goody vibe. I was the I'm the same as you, Shelby. Anything that's um set in the seventies, uh, I am on board with. I also am like nerdy obsessed with the Voyager and think it's like super fascinating that we sent that out and that it's still just floating through space. And so it's a fun premise of a of a movie to have like these girls in the seventies who are so excited about getting their voice put on the golden record that's gonna go out on the Voyager. And so that in and of itself is like a pretty fun idea for a movie. And then the cast is, it was a stacked cast actually. It also has Jim Gaffigan in it, which I had never seen mm-hmm. him in a movie before. Yeah. I don't think he does a lot of movies. No. Um, Shelby, I have. And he plays like a great dysfunctional dad. Yeah. <laughs> I, have to, um, I have to come clean. This was not my favorite movie. And I'm interested to hear more okay. about why you liked it. Um, I suspect that this is in part my fault. Uh, I went and saw Ford versus Ferrari with a friend. And as we were leaving, I said to her, I see too many movies um, <laughs> because I, I've seen every kind of movie. And this felt like a movie I have seen before. Um, not this exact movie, but it felt like a bit and a piece of a bunch of different movies I've seen before. It was part My Girl. It was part Troop Beverly Hills. Um, it was part every movie about little girls in the South. Um, and it was nice and it was pleasant. And I didn't mind it, but I didn't want more. Um, I wish that we knew more about Viola Davis. I wish that we knew more about Alice and Janney yeah. because their scenes together were great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would watch a movie just about those two. Um, yeah. but the, I, I just, it wasn't, um, it wasn't doing it for me. And I wonder why it did it for you more than it did for me. I think honestly, especially when I first saw it, I just was looking for something pleasant and mm-hmm. enjoyable and light. Um, and I think that was a lot of it for me mm. was just, I can't remember everything, but the the timing of it, and especially the first time I saw it, watching it again was really fun, and I enjoyed watching it again. I'm I'm one of the kind of people that um, I can't really rewatch movies unless I'm watching it with somebody who hasn't watched it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I watched it with my roommate who hadn't seen it. I probably wouldn't like 
go watch it again now unless there was somebody that I knew would like it and you know, we go watch it together. But I think it was just the lightness of it, sure. and it was just very fun. Um, I loved the ending, um, the last little bit. I just thought it was delightful, and and I was I was surprised by what happened at the end. Um, Maybe we should say, say what. spoiler alert, uh-huh. and then you can tell us what happened. Yeah. Okay, spoiler alert. Turn us off now if you don't want to hear it. <laughs> Fast forward another minute or so. Um, so they have to perform a song, and they perform um, David Bowie. Uh, ground Control. Ground Major Control, Tom. Major Tom. Or Major Tom, I guess. Um, so they perform that song. They're the only ones that have, like, a space theme to their performance, which I thought was cute. It showed that they really, like, were there because they wanted to put their voices into space mm. um, and it, and everybody starts laughing at them. And at the very end of Christmas, who throughout the movie, there's a running gag that she wets the bed. She pees herself because she's so embarrassed and nervous. And then the rest of the people, the girls, and there's one boy in their troop as well, come up and they all pee themselves too. And I just loved that moment of solidarity because I don't think I would have thought of that as an eight-year-old kid, um, and I just thought that that was delightful, and and everybody in the audience was either shocked or thought it was just this beautiful moment of camaraderie, and I I thought that was very cute. I have a question. Kind of gross, but cute. Can you, I don't think I could pee <laughs> on command what I was on thinking stage. About. No way. Like, I don't I, think my body would <laughs> let me. So I, in that moment, I was like, how, though? <laughs> how are they all doing I mean, I guess this? We, we are eight years old, though. Y- yeah, maybe that's what it is. I had a, a lot more time to develop that stage fright. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. And uh, Shelby, to kind of go back to what you said, I think that this is a very light and fun and loving movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you're looking for a movie that is light and fun and loving... This is a great movie to watch. Eli, what did you think of it? Yeah, well, I agree with that completely. And coming off of a weekend where I saw back-to-back 1917 and Parasite, it was very nice to not be have an on, another or a continued onslaught of just like horror and tragedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it, it felt like a warm blanket being wrapped around me. I thought if I had kids if i had a little girl i would want to watch this with her because it's a very it's a very cute film i think like it can appeal to all ages um and i like that it's a female centric you know almost every part is by a woman or a little girl and and i really really liked that um i think that we are seeing more of those kinds of movies and i hope that we continue to see more of those kinds of movies um, and so, yeah, like I, I would recommend it to a lot of people. Um, I agree, Meg. I, I don't think it was necessarily the most novel film. And like I said, as I was watching it, I kept thinking like, oh, this kind this reminds me of um, whatever it's called. I just told you about Troop Beverly, Troop Beverly Hills. Hills. Um, but I was kind of fine with that. I don't always need a movie to be like surprising to me. Yeah. Sometimes I just want to settle into something that feels nice. And, and so if I'm ever in a mood like that, then this is the exact kind of movie I'd want for it. Perfect. Um, do we know who directed this? 
Was it Greta Gerwig? <laughs> <laughs> Bong Jung Ho. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hold on, I'm looking it up right Me now. Me too. Yeah. Directed by Bert and Bertie. Sure. So oh, that's, that's right. It feels new to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's only yeah, screenplay, first movie. The screenplay is by the same person who wrote Beast of the Southern Wild. Sure. Okay. Um, I will say I appreciated that this movie didn't delve too much into race relations because I feel like every movie from the South from that era is fraught with race. And those are stories that should be told. Um, It was just refreshing to see a story about a group of humans Mm -hmm. that didn't have the expected story that you'd get between Viola Davis and Alice and Janney. I thought that was kind of a fun element to it. Yeah. It would have been kind yeah, of the easy for them to do that. interracial as well. The troupe was interracial, yeah. It felt like they had made a very conscious decision to cast all kinds of people, mm-hmm. but not in a way that's like, look, we have all kinds of people. It was just like, these are the kinds of people who lived in Georgia in 1977. Yeah. And I thought that was great. Yeah. Shelby, what else did you like about it? Oh, I'm trying to think. If I watched it last weekend because I thought we were recording last week because um, I... Um, really organized and on top of things. <laughs> it's January. Uh, oh, January, man. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. Going on for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I really loved also, I just thought the um, McKenna, is it McKenna Grace who plays Christmas? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Um, she is just adorable and I loved her. She, I loved the way she um her character was okay with being bullied. I don't want to say okay with, but she kind of took it, but she also fought back without being bitter or mean. Um, she just, at one point she asked one of the girls, like, why are you so mean to me? But she didn't get, uh, it wasn't about revenge um, in beating the other troop because they were mean to her. There was like a second troop of, typical kind of birdie scouts um, that are also bullies to these underdogs. And there's no sense of she wants revenge Mm -hmm. or she's out to try to get back at these girls. It's purely based on what she wants. And I think the character is just adorable. And normally I get annoyed with kids in movies, which it says something about me. No, um, no, kids in movies are annoying. I'm the same. It's true. Yeah, Shelby. Usually, I can't. I cannot stand children actors, and these kids did not bug me. So. Yeah, I just thought they were all okay. And then the girl, um, Smash, the one that like has no lines and just smashes things. Mm-hmm. She is the little girl in. Um, if you remember a couple of years ago, that video that went viral of the little girl dancing. To R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yes. And and she's and it, she's like a GIF now that everybody uses. That's her. Wow. I didn't I mean I, I wouldn't have recognized her, was, but that's funny. Okay. Yeah, because I was just watching, I was like, I feel like what else has she been in? And so I went and looked her up. <laughs> that's her. You've seen her. Which is very seen funny her on the internet. Two very different. Two very, very different characters. Yeah. Huh. Um but both very sassy. Wow. I just pulled up a picture of so, her. That's her. Oh. 
there she is. So I thought the casting of the kids was great, and they felt like real kids to me, too. Hmm. Like that you would encounter in in your kids' class. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't always buy Christmas. I I don't know. Maybe I was in a bad mood when I watched this, you guys. I don't know. (laughs) Well, you have an eight-year-old. I have an eight-year-old. Yeah. That's true. I have very little experience with real-life eight-year-olds. Yeah. I, I feel like this movie was a good first movie for a director. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they will build on this and get better and better. I am a nerd and kind of a jerk about movies. And so I have notes about it. But I think if there is a sad day for you and you want something to make you feel better, Troop Zero is your movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Definitely. Shelby, anything else you want to add? Um, No, I think that I'll remember everything as I'm lying in bed tonight. (laughs) Welcome to the life of a podcaster. I'll I'll text you all my thoughts. Eli, anything from you? No, I'm good. I'm done. Okay, before we wrap up, I want to remind everyone to submit your predictions in our Oscar ballot, which you can find on thebeehive.com. Um, we will be doing our Oscar predictions podcast next week, but don't wait for that. I'm always wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eli, you're usually wrong. I am always 90% yeah. wrong. Yeah. Nick's usually wrong. So like, don't pay attention to what we say we think will win. Go with what you think will win. You can find that again on thebeehive.com. The person with the most correct predictions and their weighted uh, wins a $100 Amazon gift card, second place gets $50 Amazon gift card, and third place gets $25 Amazon gift card. So you're going to get rich if you make the right predictions. <laughs> Do you hear that? Hear that, guys? I'm from Georgia in 1977. Apparently. <laughs> Just slipped it in there. Um, Shelby, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're excited to talk yeah, to you again soon. Um, you can find Troop Zero on Amazon Prime. Uh, again, next week we'll be doing Oscar predictions, so... Listen up having watched as many movies as you can, and we will see you next week. <laughs>